for listening to Black Women Are Scary, the podcast that celebrates people of color writing horror. Our Flash Fiction Friday guest is Tyra Adams, writer and reviewer of horror, sci-fi, and fantasy. So let's lean in and listen to some scary black women. gonna like I lied to you and I, I want to open up with like how did you come by being the Celtic spelling how are you a black woman with a Celtic spelled name oh yeah that's a super awesome story <laughs> <laughs> we can go into it please do please tell us please tell gentle listeners how that happened <laughs> yeah okay so it's higher with the night basically it all goes back to fellow Brooklyn girl, Mae West. Um, My mom was a huge lover of like Hollywood, particularly like old Hollywood and like fame and glamour. So I get a lot of that from her, but also because I was christened with this name is pretty much the same. So she was watching one of her, uh, I think it was like a Mae West movie marathon. And there's a movie called I'm No Angel, which I am the owner of. Um, let me see. Do I have it within reach? Yes. If I'm, am I thinking Mae West is that like feisty blonde? Yeah. Yes. Buxom blonde <laughs> who used to like but, talk a lot of shit in this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Come up she like and a see me sometime. Yeah. yeah. She had like a husky voice and she yeah. was like, take no prisoners. Okay. Yeah. 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 So she's actually from Brooklyn. Uh, and from New York and wind up being a star anyway the movie is called I'm No Angel where she is a burlesque slash uh, circus performer slash sometimes sugar baby because it's the depression that's what you have you know girls got to do what girls got to do and um, she is going into the main ring after guiding every like pie pipering everyone in and she, her name is Tyra. And my mom just remembers, like she was pregnant with me and she came, Mae West comes out on this big elephant in this big, huge, like MGM costume with like Tyra <laughs> flashing across the side of the elephant. And um, also people just screaming, Tyra, Tyra. And she was like, that's my baby's name that's my kid's name <laughs> and she's gonna be I don't know she was like she's gonna be a star but she's like she's gonna be somebody she's gonna have a big presence she's gonna have a big presence like this, this woman in the feathers on an elephant yeah. making an entrance yeah and <laughs> if you has know like me... 18 jobs she's on a hustle yes. she's like she's all the things she's doing all the things yes exactly <laughs> my mom was like that's my kid <laughs> <laughs> that's um, how I got Tyra that particular spelling and I only know it's Celtic because my whole life people could never pronounce my name they always said Tira mm-hmm. and I was like well and you ask your parents especially black parents and they're like they don't have to explain nothing she's like that's your name I chose it that's mm-hmm. the way it's spelled period I love that I love that logic <laughs> it's like yeah. that's what you're supposed to take back to the playground yes. my mama said that's my name mm-hmm. she chose it yeah, tell the teacher yeah tell the teacher <laughs> that's that what I my mama that. said <laughs> yeah that's what my mama said and I looked it up in the I found it once in the baby name book 
And it was like, because I'm little sometimes Hermione Granger and I will look up things and found my name and it said Celtic and it essentially means um, people or like, it's like, it's kind of like warrior person. Um, and it's a derivative from like, I guess they come, it's also related to, I believe in India, there's a form of that name where it means arrow. Huh. So it means like so you're either a piercing. warrior or a weapon. Yeah. Or a pointy object. So yeah, straight May to the point, West? piercing. Yeah. What was <laughs> Mae West doing with a Celtic name in a movie where she's on an elephant? So many questions. Who knew? So many questions. I don't know how she got to Tyra, but that's how I got to Tyra. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like just piercing. Because I don't really know that many Tyras like period mm. of any color and the only mm. other tyra that i can think of is also but is also black and it's tyra, tyra banks, banks yeah. right? like that's yeah. the only other one mm-hmm. and so that's why i think it's a black that is the only reason i think it's a black girl name is because yeah tyra banks <laughs> but if you have the name tyra it means piercing or war because then it's related to the nordic god tear oh my god so I should, we should it's tag like her on this and just yeah like, it's like just, maybe she already knows maybe she could you're a warrior did you know that <laughs> you're you are piercing, piercing? <laughs> you get straight to the point and right. my middle name is denise which means wise discerner and adams means men so it's like like an arrow and i'm a wise discerner of men i don't know if that's true but right. <laughs> it's a lot to live up to i have not done that but all the time but if when I do follow my instincts it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty pretty good yeah yeah I I can say that I have a very comfortable loving life so once I leaned into it and this is Tyra and sometimes if you know me you know I wear a lot of bright colors and a lot of glitter so yes Mm. (laughs) okay Tyra bringing back around to the big entrance on the elephant with the MGM feathers I'm imagining feathers Yes, she has a big like follow. Yeah, uh, she has yeah. a top hat, a glittered top hat. Oh with, yeah, like, this, this is true to form. This that sounds on brand. Yeah, that's what and, that sounds. And please go watch that movie. I'm no angel. It's so great. Yeah, it's I've so never great. seen a Mae West film. I've only ever seen clips. Because she great. like you know what I mean. Because whenever they're doing like women in Hollywood, of course it's like. And then there was Mae West. Yeah, she was, she's kind of still in many ways an outlier. Like. She didn't yeah. look like any of the other women. She didn't sound like any of them. She didn't talk like no. any of them. I have like things that have like her quotes on them. Mm-hmm. Um, something like, if you know the ropes, you never get tied up. Yeah. Like, like if a girl knows the ropes, she never gets tied up or something like mm-hmm. that. Like, um, you know, so I understand that she was formidable, mm-hmm. but I have actually not sat down and watched any of her work oh it's wonderful very very witty the sexual and it's also because of the sexual innuendo right because it's like you can't say it you can't say it censorship era right yeah it's free it's pre-code but even in that time she's like getting arrested she was arrested several times for what she wrote um she was she was writing her own stuff yeah, she this was writing now her own a podcast stuff. about Mae West. Yes, <laughs> she was writing her own stuff, producing her own stuff. As a matter of fact, what? um I, yes, I'm no angel is the first movie of Cary Grant, who she was like riding along in a go kart, and she was like, Who's that? And she they were like, That's Archibald Leach. She's like, put him in the movie. So she discovered Cary Grant. What? I'm sorry. What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, she no. she wrote all of her movies, all of her plays, and she produced all of them. 
And oh my it, God, Mae West was like a baller. Yes. Mae yes. West was the shit. And since why is there not a biopic about this? Why do we keep making movies about Marilyn Monroe? We could be yeah. making movies be- about Mae West. Yes, because Marilyn is vulnerable. May isn't. She's in. <laughs> she's Marilyn way too much into control. Was, yeah, because yeah. Marilyn produced her own work and discovered she Cary did. Grant, and that's why there's not a <laughs> biopic about her because yeah. she's awesome and she kicks ass. Yeah, and <sighs> she's like great, and she's like pre cold, but also all of her movies are kind of about sugar babying but like that's a really i'm surprised to hear that considering that she was producing her own films like who's how was she she sound like a sugar is that how she funded she was she was she was i mean i'm no shade i'm like no she wasn't she was like it was she always had a lover but okay you know what it's not about sugar baby but she always had like a wealthy man who was her lover but she got rid of them when she was done like i'm no angel basically it's about her hooking up with this rich dude who Mm. leaves his fiance for her Mm. and the family gets mad because she's a circus performer and he wants Mm. to marry her now so they send in carrie grant the lawyer to make some arrangement and then he winds up falling for her Mm. and she leaves the fiance she's like fine like and she falls in love with Cary Grant imagine how much of a boss bitch you have to be to snatch up the lawyer who came to get you to break up with the wealthy guy that's some like deep player mojo (laughs) that's Jedi mind tricks is what that is that woman was doing and then Cary Grant because there's a mix up because always there is yeah he breaks up with shenanigans shenanigans he breaks up with her because she's he can only believe low class lies and she sues him could you imagine taking him to court for wasting your time like she wait he broke up with her yeah, because of like some confusion. There's another plot point. But okay, like, so somebody said something and then he was like, I can't do this. And so she sued him for breaking up with her. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, okay, so that's the origin of your name. That's the origin. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we watch that Maywest movie. Watch, and watch how this, this is, yeah. And now we're going to go back to this being uh, Flash Fiction <laughs> Friday, everybody. <laughs> that's a little Flash Fiction for you from. Yeah. <laughs> May West. Uh, and then, so let's talk a little bit about this mm-hmm. episode becoming Martians. Tayo yes. Fuji, uh, Toshio Kame, uh, who did the translation. And yeah, like what's it out for you about this, this short story? I feel like what stood out for me most is kind of the eerie feeling that was around it. Because mm. it's weird. I kind of felt uncomfortable from the beginning, and yeah. despite how cheerful he is yeah (laughs) (laughs) because from that first message i was like this can only go south either this parent is now long dead or (laughs) right something else is happening so i would say the eerie feeling i would just kept feeling waiting for the other shoe to drop yeah in 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 the story um and then i was curious to what was happening we colonized mars that's awesome yeah 
there's yeah. stuff going on on Mars. There's beef between Mars and Earth. Of course, yeah, there would be Mars eventually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I found myself being really curious, which is always a great space for me to be personally about a story. Mm-hmm. Okay, we colonize Mars. What's going on there? Why is there some type of beef? Um, it's kind of cool. You have this like Earth mars transmission how did the sun get back home or or like a lot of like what's going on because he's describing the father is describing things very cheerfully and he's describing things in a way where you're like okay you're gardening these now or yeah like it's just like casual like now i garden this thing now we're Mm -hmm. using these genetically modified goats or something it's like um casually dropping these things in yeah it's not yeah once he drops that in it's almost like he does it in a way like you're planting summer squash and you're like i don't think that's i don't think that's traditionally what you plant i don't know what's going on right now maybe i don't know the history but like what's going on do you have to terraform do Mm. you not are you staying outside for a purpose like why are you choosing this hill to die on i don't understand (laughs) literally yeah um or like what's happening it just seems like okay is there a, I, I after a while I was like is there a son mm. is there a person like this seems like especially because you can't there's only what do they say there's only like seven stories in the whole world that are ever told and you just mm. keep using different pl- points so mm. From other sci-fi stories, I'm wait. I knew like the shoe was gonna drop. I was like, well, "What is the shoe gonna look like? Yeah. It, is he long dead? Is the is son, the son long maybe dead? Long yeah. dead? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You keep talking about the mother. She ain't pop up yet. Like she dead. Happening? Somebody's <laughs> dead. Someone's <laughs> dead. And this is all like, are you by yourself on this planet? Is that yeah? What's there's happening? no one else on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> you done lost your mind. You know, um, you're talking to a volleyball. Right and so now. when the shoe <laughs> finally drops, when the shoe mm-hmm. finally drops, like, is that, is that what you thought? Um, is that what you thought? There, was there, it not by midway in the story, I thought something was going on. Um, and it kept getting more and more a little similar to what's happening to us now mm. on, on earth. And then on top of that, it kind of reads or it kind of sounds like a Star Trek, the next generation type episode where we don't messed up. Like we thought it was going to be cool to do this. And Star Trek kind of will have stories where Mm -hmm. we thought we were, you know, the, you know, the man with all this technology. And it turns out like we messed up. Mm. And that's always every plot point of Star Trek. How did how did we mess up? <laughs> <laughs> and literally, that's how it is. And so I I felt there were hints gravitating towards what happened, but I was like, okay, it didn't feel like. And I don't mean to say that in a way where it's like it felt contrived or anything like that. It didn't feel contrived. It felt like, oh, okay, this is. Um, this is what it is so like mm-hmm. yeah and you're like okay but then um yeah his own modification I, I i'm curious as to i get wanted to stay in your home but, like, yeah right <laughs> yes 
Why not just I feel... return to Earth? But like you're yeah, not, right, but, not but we're not even Earth. thinking of it in the right paradigm because he's not from Earth. He's from Mars. Yeah. Or or like I think or maybe he I feel like his son is from Mars. He was the first. It feels like he's one of the earlier gen like generations of terraforming it. Mm -hmm. So he's been on. I guess what I'm saying is, like any immigrant, he's yeah. been on Mars longer than he was on Earth. So Mars is home. Yeah, I totally get it. It's like whenever someone approaches me about going back to Africa, I can visit. Right. But right. I'm African-American. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, like, I do. It is, you I'm know, from Brooklyn. I mean, it's too minus the slavery, now. right? Because he yeah. like went there of his own accord. But um... <laughs> yeah, minus the slavery. And that's, but uh, even with all the trials and tribulations and I know some people and I get it you know yeah, I there's read... like an immigrant story somehow in, in the center of this space odyssey yes 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 you're it's like a yes, brighter immigrant, immigrant story like you, <laughs> but... you had you know you believed and you went for the stars and then the, and it's interesting because you know if you've read Parable of the Sour right like if mm -hmm. you've read any after that particular Octavia Butler piece her whole Olamina's mission was to go to the stars like that's what Earthseed was about so it's kind of like mm -hmm. and then with us finally getting perseverance on Mars mm -hmm. um you know there we are in fact talking about there's always like little weird rumors about like can we live on Mars right yeah. <laughs> like it's all there's always this like back this backdrop of like maybe we could colonize Mars there was there water on mm -hmm. Mars like like we got a little rover looking around just to see like was there what was happening here why is it why is it red like is there yes. water was there water what was the thing you know mm -hmm. like could there be again um mm -hmm. constantly so I do think you know it is both like this really hopeful thing that he went there mm -hmm. and then it's also uh like you said, it starts to resemble Earth. Like you have all these great intentions and all these high hopes. And then you, how did we mess up? And then you mess up Mars. Yes, the second <laughs> home. You mess up Mars. Mm -hmm. And it's at a point of no return now. So much so that you need to just, yeah. I didn't think it was going to be, I'm actually turning into a Martian and here are the steps no. that need to be taken like on a genetic level like next mm -hmm. time you see me I'm gonna look like this yeah like that I didn't think was gonna be where it was gonna go mm -hmm. I, I yeah definitely I didn't I, you know I didn't know how much you wanted to talk about that I felt I was trying to yeah, no, spoilers no but no, like the, the thing is out now so okay cool whatever cool, cool, this, cool. Is, this, this um, whole episode is about spoilers and about like if you didn't <laughs> If you listen to it, you don't listen to it now. Yeah, um. yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, that was the unexpected thing. Everything else from like society breaking down or yeah. maybe even the marriage breaking down, like the mother lives in the dome, but she wants to talk to her son. Yeah. Like, that makes like sense that. to me. And it would make sense, like a couple not being on the same page as far mm. as that's concerned. Mm. You want to do this thing. I don't really want to leave Mars, but I don't want to turn into it. Like, it's like he wants, it's, it's, it's like watching someone who's so concerned about dying on a particular hill, right? It's mm. like, um, yeah, I'm going to die on Mars. Like, and when yeah, I gonna do, die on I'm going to die a Martian. I'm going like, to die a Martian. And I'm telling you this because your mother and I are going to become Martians and we're still your parents and we love you, but we're also Martians. <laughs> and, yes. like, and it is the strangest, like, 
Mm-hmm. I think it's it now that you know we brought up like it's also an immigrant story. Like usually, mm-hmm. what happens is that like you know the parents go to a new country and they change, but only so much. And the children mm-hmm. are the one who really like change and adapt and become like a new hybrid yeah. cultural identity and person, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And in this one, it kind of messes with that whole dynamic because yeah. really, it's like the the child didn't do that. Mm-mm. And the parents are the ones that are doing that and they're doing it and they're radically, it's radical. Like it's not yeah, even it's just like, like, if like someone... we're totally assimilating in a way that yeah. it, like down on a, to a cellular level. And I, yes. it's like the whole time, once it gets to that part and you know, you can, like you were saying how it's ominous, like, yeah, I can feel even in reading it. And as you know, as we were producing it, I was like, you know, working with Kilusan, the voice actor, it's like you want your you keep derailing yourself on purpose. Like you keep going mm-hmm. off on these other tangents, um, because it telling him this is gonna be so hard. Yes. You know, it's a both it's a failure and then it's also and then this. And it's like somehow we're still gonna be a family, but like mm-hmm. think about the longer ramifications of this. Like when your son comes to see you he has to have like a helmet on <laughs> like he has to have a space suit on yeah you can't touch him and think to about come how, see you yeah to come see you 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 can't hug or anything and you think about you you know I lived down south for a little bit and mm. when my aunt would come visit us it, the first thing you do is hug yeah. And you just miss it so much. And you just, you know, I remember being a kid, just like staring out the window, <laughs> looking down the road, when are they coming? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I can imagine that for them. Yeah. Like it's changing how you're going to be physically in the space together. Mm-hmm. Or if you're going to be physically, it's changing like the, the transportation, whatever your, whatever your travel plans, like in the world where we're intergalactically traveling on the holidays to visit mm-hmm. our family on Mars, because we live on, you know, Earth or whatever. Yeah. Um, this is the world where that's happening. Like that's <laughs> going to change because there's not really going to be any dome cities anymore. No, not not at all. And like it's like, to, can you do that? And yeah. it's, it's, I get making that choice for yourself, but I did by the end of it was like, okay like my aunt and my uncle if they we were having a conversation and I figured out something was going on and then eventually I'm like oh okay when are they going to tell me whatever and I Mm -hmm. I might your mind's not going to go to that it might go to something lighter something that you know you can get through with as a family and even with him talking about protests happening and different political parties and things happening like that you're thinking oh, eventually my dad is going to say like, this is happening. Eventually I'm going to convince both my mother and my father to get out of that country or that, or get know, out of that, or that or space get of, or get off that planet, get yeah. off that planet, yeah. get them here. I'm right. going to get them. It's okay. I'm that's my best task. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is the point of no return yeah. for so many things. It's not that they didn't consult him, but I could only imagine what if you just didn't involve me in that choice. Yeah. You want to stay here, but you know, like everything is fine, but it's like. You want to stay here. His dad changes his profession. 
He's like, he's like, I'm a goat. Like he's doing. I'm a goat goat hoarder. <laughs> like he's like because you know because the terraform is being pulled back, and so the environment is going to be this now, and so this whole industry and infrastructure that we have on this planet is obsolete. Like we have to just like all shift and be mm -hmm. like, this is life on Mars now. Yeah, and the, he the, says and it. Sorry, he says it in a way, in the same way I see those videos about like micro farming in the city. Like, oh, I got a couple of chickens and like that. Yeah. It's like, no, this is totally like, different. Yeah. It's like, my dude, wait, what? You know, and, and also the fact that like, I think, you know, she'd be saying how his wife isn't going to do it quite yet because there's like an older generation that's being like sort of taken care of in this and that that's who's going into the dome city. But then, you know, it doesn't even stop there. Like, it's just like, little shoe little shoe little shoe throughout the whole story and then yes. big shoe and then biggest shoe and then more big shoes like mm -hmm. the fact that he was like I'm telling you this um just so you know we're taking our time to do it but people younger than us are doing it on mass mm -hmm. like so your friend then, that used to hang out with <laughs> yeah your friend that you used to hang out with right so now we're talking about like childhood friends that you had sleepovers with blah 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 by the way him and all those people you went to school with that didn't mm -hmm. go get a job on mar on earth yeah all of them too about to be martians like they doing it like in a in two days time <laughs> yeah i'm the one who's taking a few years but they're doing it in like two weeks yeah uh, and that's gonna hit the you that's gonna hit the news like today tomorrow mm-hmm and I'm like, wait, whoa, you know, like, so people are just like, we like pulling the plug on, on our humanity, on our ties to yeah. earth. And, and so then there's that, like, like, are you no longer genetically related to your parents at this, after this? Ooh, are you I an orphan? I, yeah, I didn't even think about that. I was like, <laughs> how do you stay a family? Mm -hmm. when your parents become aliens Ex exactly on purpose mm -hmm. like totally it's it's like how is this supposed to happen like I yeah there were a bunch of questions that I was like yeah. oh, I don't like this <laughs> but I also loved it because he's making this call to his son he loves his son mm-hmm there's an apology about failure of generations, which I, which really resonated with me with everything that's going now and the divide between generations, mm -hmm. conversations that I, I've had with my parents, things mm -hmm. that you wished had gone a certain way, like just the, the climate crisis right now, Absolutely. you know, is, is, is definitely like ringing throughout that. And then at the end of the day, this is just a phone call. Mm -hmm. it's just like a family phone call <laughs> and, and like he I know he loves his son and I know that like all of this is like we're gonna be it's like so it's also a love letter in a way you know what I mean it's like yes yeah. we do all these things but we're still gonna be a family and there's something about like the like love conquers all kind of aspect of it that, <laughs> that is also like really moving that like through time and space and through yeah. genetics and through it all <laughs> it doesn't matter because we love each other and and people are going to figure out how to still be families and be connected and be community yeah even with like oblivion between them mm -hmm. it's 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 weird like we're talking about that I think it's like one of the things of why like I always 
maybe preferred, you know, horror over sci-fi. Mm. I I think because like horror, maybe I feel like there's a catharsis with it, where with sci-fi, especially when it's this type, not only do you could could you see it happening in real life, but there is a sometimes there's no catharsis right it's just kind of sometimes like sometimes this is it is just what like it, it, is. it is what it is yeah like <laughs> it ends and you don't know what his son is gonna say mm-hmm. right and so there's something also I think really beautiful about that setup like acknowledging that <laughs> I love how we're in the future and we've colonized Mars but there's a 12 minute delay in our phone calls <laughs> like yeah and it's just like the practicality of that that like yeah we're in the future and yeah we're doing this like dome city like dope space shit but mm-hmm. making phone calls is still a pain in the ass <laughs> yeah like we still but I kind of like that Not I love that problem is solved no I loved that I was like I totally believe that we would have like this advanced tech and then this basic function this basic thing that we need to be functional we would have not done anything yeah to like your, your call is for that. drop <laughs> yeah yeah I, i'm just like i love i love this And this doesn't feel that way. It doesn't feel like Earth is dying. And it doesn't actually feel like Mars is going to die. Um, Which I think is so interesting. It just, what's happening is that all of us have to transform. Mm -hmm. And we're transforming in different ways, at different levels, Mm -hmm. through different methods. But it is, in fact, a story about adaption. Mm -hmm. You know, and and what that really means and what it really takes to adapt to you know to like actually like live with the planet like whichever planet it is that you're on because some because he says it's like it won't be like it was before and then he said no correction it is gonna be like it was before like Mm -hmm. acknowledging that like their terraforming of mars was an interruption to begin with and it's like actually what's happening is Mm -hmm. we are in fact going back to the land yeah and what needs to change is not Mars, it's mm-hmm. us. So we're gonna do right this time. And that means this pretty enormous sacrifice. Um, and here's how we're gonna, you know, keep like spending Christmas together, I guess, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> here's how we're gonna stay like, and then we're still gonna have Thanksgiving and this is how we're gonna do it. And so there's mm-hmm. something about like the adaption and the perseverance, you know, that feels both very human, but it is a story about literally letting go of your humanity which I think is and somehow it feels very human and I'm just kind of like ah this is this is brilliant in this yeah embracing yeah embracing humanity in a way yeah in the best parts I think we yeah biggest adaptation the resilience the the perseverance like these are the best parts of us right (laughs) Mm -hmm. if you think about if you explain it that way it's like at the beginning of that story we haven't really shaken the whole drive or goal or a spirit of manifest destiny of mm, like the yeah. same problems that we you know you take yourself wherever you go 
Yeah. And that's really the thing. So if you were doing this on Earth, you're probably going to do this on Mars. And yeah, you know, right. You messed up. I think the thing about science fiction is always this wave, no matter how far you push one way, science, nature, you know, life in Jurassic Park, they say life finds a way. It pushes yeah. back. Yeah. So yeah, Mars is going back to the way that it was because it was always meant to be that way. It went through that own function. It was never really our duty, our destiny, our our job to change that. It was our arrogance and you, that made mm. us think it was so. Yeah. You know, you know, the reality, and it's the same with this planet. People keep wanting to think you know but I I don't what what would I say to my grandchild about my generation now I mean the truth is it's like look I know I tried the best that I could if I could recycle yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> voted like I brought my own bag I voted I recycled, I, recycled. <laughs> I, I learned the song recycle reduce reuse we hey I yeah I yeah, yeah. you know um yeah I there is think- judgment right like he has to stand in judgment of his son Mm-hmm. which that... is why he apologizes because he yeah. feels like he should yeah we let you down yeah you know it's a very poignant you were part of the committee that was in charge of all of that <laughs> yeah i know um it's a very poignant piece so possible sequels uh possible sequel is just a story where i get to hear what aki says <laughs> I'm like this, this. The part two is okay. It's your it's your turn now, son. And then he's like, "What? The what? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like I don't know, like opening monologue of screaming, followed by tears, followed by some sort of acceptance. I imagine. But I would love mm-hmm. to hear like what the response is, like the rest of that call. Yeah, the right? rest of that call is yeah. I think is well, like any same person when you hear your parent does this or any family member does something weird or crazy like this is that what and then trying to process that there's got to be to me I think it would be really interesting to see the son not only try to change the parent's mind but perhaps you, you know there's something about stories where the process for the character is the process of healing whatever and you you come to acceptance see that and understanding that probably if I were the son in this particular story my first thing would to be to find a cure so I can convince them otherwise but guaranteed mm-hmm. that there's going to be an understanding that it is a point of no return and his father his parents are better off that way so he needs to accept what's mm. going on i mean it's if really this a- whole story arc is about acceptance yeah. there's ne- there's a need to bring the son to some sort of acceptance as well yeah yeah i mean really it's a, it's a series like if this is not a film this is like a mm-hmm. book series yeah obviously where we're both we're seeing that because it's like possible sequels are not even just like what is the response to this to, to the father dropping this bomb on his son but mm-hmm. I also am like the next time you go visit your parents what does that look like mm. like how is like entering Mars different than when you were a kid or when you were last there mm-hmm. right and then I also want to see like you 
meeting up for a drink with your childhood friends mm-hmm. who are now Martians. I want to see like the whole thing of like people of Earth trying to like reconcile and figure like figure out how to like kick it like what were the long distance couples like I want to know the whole thing like how is everybody reckoning Mm -hmm. with with this and does it like yeah with this situation and does it get like weird also just like passport wise like is entering Mars hard now because because they're doing that you are yeah (laughs) you know like because of the political like also unrest between the two Mm-hmm. planets you know like and what it how does it become difficult to just like see your family or friends or loved ones that you know you know if you just want to go to earth and like um yeah people who you know what's it like to become a martian what's it like to i'm i'm so i am so curious of like somebody who like watching the father do it but i'm also curious about some of these other generations what was it like the naked martian party like political like the political groups were like just running around without the clothes yeah because you're a martian yeah i i didn't know if it meant like for real naked like i didn't really even know like what that meant like that's immediately what i thought (laughs) you thought it meant like real nudity i was like maybe it's like I didn't know if that was metaphoric or literal or both. Like I was like, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, but I do wonder what is it like for some of these people who are just deciding to make this transition quick and en masse? Yeah. Like, are there any consequences to that? Yeah. I mean, like, is it, you don't know if it works. Like, does it, yeah. Is it foolproof? And even if it is like, it still didn't seem like it was overnight no so like you have like i'm assuming a few days to like lose humanity your humanness things mm-hmm. on your body and gain martian things mm-hmm. and like what is that like it's gotta be painful you like i've seen it <laughs> i've seen enough vampire transformations that's not easy like <laughs> i don't know i i mean like like i just feel like anytime unless they knock you out I I, like I just feel I feel like if it's quicker like if it was like that like with a snap of a finger within probably a few minutes it's gotta hurt just like bone structure wise like healing but was it bones that were changing or I I mean I think it was definitely like skin Right. No, bones were because he's like a, he could breathe at a different altitude but he can't climb Everest because his bone density has changed because but that was just from but that was just from living there mm. that wasn't from the genetic modifications that he was making was it or mm. maybe maybe it was yeah mm, maybe it was i i mean I've got to imagine that's going to change a little bit, but I, it just, anytime there's been any type of body transformation when it's not hoping, you know, unless they knock you out, it's gotta hurt. Mm. I would, I see, I would love a, a version where like the body transformation doesn't hurt. It actually like feels better because you are now more in tune with Mars. And yeah, so, you're not fighting the like, well, yeah, like your cells aren't even fighting the environment the way they were before, where you were like forcing this mm-hmm. particular form of existence on a planet that was like, that's not how you're supposed to live on it. Yeah. So I, I wonder if it's like, you know, just an exploration of just like falling like, asleep, but like then, coming home or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, that could be like a really good sequel to that is that if you, st- the fight is in, they say the fight is in fight you know the hurt the pain is in the 
fighting of the transformation. Mm. When you stop, it becomes better, right? Yeah, like, oh, you so know, then it's like this whole metaphor for, like, change. Mm -hmm. Like, accept change and adapt. And when you, like, try to hold on to things as they were, that's, that's when mm -hmm. it gets awkward. Yeah. That's when it gets painful. Yeah. That happens in life, too. <laughs> yeah, like, that's, like, that's real, right? Mm -hmm. That is a real thing. Okay, so Lee Shu, he wrote this. Can you pull, if you can pull this up, this, like, little. Mm -hmm. like I read this and I got I love that I got it in the first like paragraph who we were talking about. And I was like, yes, I love this from that yeah. perspective. Yeah. I've never heard any perspective like that. Oh my God, I know. So he listened to the episode and I was like, just give me like 500 words. Um, Steve writes little flash fiction things. And so this was like, this is like specifically for mm -hmm. Becoming Martians for Black Women Are Scary mm -hmm. in, in response to this story. So the title of this is Columban Exchange by Lee Chu. You cherished us once. You marveled at our perfect cartography. You were dazzled by the emeralds and amethysts of our necks. You adored the way we never failed to come home to you. In these ways, we were yours. Of course, you don't understand or remember any of this. Your memory is so brief. But we, unlike you who live our lives that began only in birth and end only in death, we remember. We remember how you took us from our ancient homes in those high windswept cliffs by the endless sea, how you cloistered us in your gardens, in coves of piled stones and worked wood and fine iron. We remember that we sang for you, delivered your letters, helped you win your strange wars. Our bodies changed in the generations to better please your eyes. You gave us one of the few perfect rhymes for the word love. Yet by the time you ferried us to your newest world, we had long plunged from your good graces. Rats with wings. You slurred us as we flitted from eve to eve of your towering steel castles, pale simulations of long cliffs we lived in so very long ago. You lined our terrain with wires, and wires and spikes. You poisoned our bread. You laughed as your children lunged at us like dogs. Though it was you who, we who taught you flight. It was you who flew us to this red rock, endless rock. On your quest for a, a unified theory, you want to understand the effects of the weak patchwork magnetic field in which new red, this new red world that is now yours. So we were your experimental cargo, salvants of magnetism. The effects then, we will explain them in terms your kind will understand. It was as if all we had ever known and held to be true and real were ripped from us 
and flung into a void. The continuum of time and space had shattered. And we were falling and falling, tumbling in the vacuum, becoming unmade in this wilderness, every feather of our being utterly lost. You were becoming lost, too. Didn't we tell you from the start, coo and burr and coo, 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 coo? It can't be said that we didn't warn you, but our utility has always lain in the messages we transmitted on your behalf and not the ones we transmit to you directly. Did you think we had nothing to say to the descendants of those who stole us, kept us, and loved us like birds? We might have known this was coming, we think, when the last of our cousins, the ones who once thickened the air with their living, beating bodies, succumbed to your gunfire like decayed satellites, falling like stars over the degraded land. Like then as now, you will manage to survive the world you've made, and we will not. You, who fly from world to world, prodding the endless degraded land, remember your couriers who have served you for so long, not honored, not cherished, not saved, not freed. As we wait for this inhospitable world to claim us, we are dreaming of high cliffs by an endless blue sea, the magnetic north to which we cannot return. I love this story so much. Yeah. It is so beautiful. It makes me cry. And I totally believe that we bring presents to Mars. <laughs> like just the genius mm-hmm. of writing from the perspective of a pigeon. Yeah. And and like, and there's so many things about it that are like just like uh our bodies changed in the generations to better please your eyes. You named us one of the few perfect rhymes for the word for love. Love. Like yeah. the fact that, you know, and then it's just like, and now you call us rats. With wings. With wings. Like that the that that pigeons might already feel away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and especially in New York drag, City. Yeah. You know, and then we drag them and also like coming like that it's a consistent dragging, right? Like that they mm-hmm. were not, they were over on this part of the world and then they were brought to the Americas, it sounds yeah. like. And yeah. I was like, that's right. I don't think pigeons are native. I forgot where they're mentioned. actually from. Yeah. Yeah. So there, so then there's like first you bring we bring them on a boat and we do that, you know? So of course it would stand to reason that we would bring them to Mars to experiment, to just see what, you know, yeah. just you, because they're talking about animals in the story. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about animals that have been modified already. Yeah. So the whole story, there's like, you know, Lee picks this this one like little point out of like, that's right. We're not just like eating air. We're going to bring earth animals to Mars. Yeah. And what is that like for yeah. them? Who also yeah, don't for belong them. there. And, and are sort of like held hostage by us, right? And mm-hmm. then... 
And then in essence, what's happening, what the father is telling the son that he's doing has already happened to animals, has already yeah. been done to animals, right? Because if he's like talking about modified foods that he's growing in, modified animals that he's farming, they already went through what he's going through. Yeah. They yeah. did it first. And I just didn't, I didn't even think about that. So going back to like the arrogance, like the hubris, it's like, yeah. It's one of those secrets. One of them is coming back. Like that's like some Planet of the Apes stuff. But like, but yeah. it's like we never learn. Yeah. <laughs> no, this story. In yeah, let me that, go from England to America. Yeah, like, like F no. all of that. Bring this over. Oh, yeah. we're going to the Nether Planet. We'll just finish that up. And right. Go to another right. Planet and do the same thing. And you know, to speak of it this way, and it's like tragic. Like this mm -hmm. bird is so poetic. It's very tragic. Um, we never learn, but also to to put it through that prism. We never stop hoping either. Yeah, <laughs> but it is a colonization. Like it there's is. something about this story mm -hmm. that's like that's right. This is a story about how we colonized Mars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you were saying, like it was some manifest destiny BS. Mm -hmm. And I never thought of it, especially as a kid. There was such a thing in the 90s of we are going like I literally thought we would you know it's really cool that we're doing it this the way we're doing it now but I thought really I would be in a space station doing that like <laughs> and when you say 2022 oh my I god yeah like that was <laughs> oh my god right like like all the movies were like we're in space we're mm -hmm. we're living in space there's mm -hmm. hovercrafts there's hoverboards there's light speed there's, there's like mm -hmm. there's warp drive mm -hmm. and we can like maybe the, yeah we can beam we can beam we can dematerialize ourselves in one place and put them back together in another yeah like, by 2022 by 2020 oh yeah and oh, if yeah. you couldn't beam by now we at least thought we'd make it to the moon. like someone was living on the moon yeah like yeah. i thought that would be a really cool thing but and, i and but what you are we doing and what are we doing we're banning books like that's where, like, like like it's like no we're we have like phones that help us do that but like mm -hmm. what we're doing with the tech I don't know like in some ways it's incredible but in other ways it's like really archaic yeah, yeah. There, there's always that back and forth right there's yeah <laughs> and so like to tie it back into like you know Columban and exchange and also becoming Martians mm -hmm. I feel like there's that still that back and forth there too yeah there, like they, there is like, like the authors oh, don't oh. like leave that yeah like even even all the as far as like all possible sequels of this there's like they're they're not all down there's hope there's love there's there's a lot of acceptance either mm -hmm. way on the end of this like even the way this story is written is written from the perspective of inevitability and not inevitability is and there's nothing you can do because it's bad it's in that by accepting certain things, we you have to. I feel, uh, am I explaining it right? Like a lot of what's written into there is that you must accept it. I know you kept trying to change it. You kept trying to change. You came in here, tried to change this planet. You must accept how that is. And then you adapt. Mm. To you it. must also, and, and even with the parents. Yeah, that you made this mistake too. Like from the from the voice. Except that you made like, mistakes. Like, yeah, like we're gonna die. We're gonna mm -hmm. die dreaming of Earth. 
Mm-hmm. That's going to happen. We are not going to be able to survive yeah. on the planet. We don't belong here. And the like, sun has to accept. Yeah. You my accept parents that. are doing this. Yeah. Without my so-called permission or what I think of yeah, it. Yeah. I have to accept that. Yeah. And that's still my family or deal with it. Or I don't know what, what is the next step? What, what if he doesn't? Yeah. And you know, is that okay too? So it's, it's like, and the next generation's coming in from Mars and you know, what know. is that generation that is now born of these people that are genetically oh God, modified? I thought that's, I, that's the <laughs> next thing I think too. Like, Ooh, there's a, there's a version of this. that's just like a hundred years after this moment. Mm-hmm. we're like now we're a cut we're at least a generation or two in mm-hmm. of people that are descendants of humans of earth but are not any like they're descendants right yeah but they are martian yeah and what is that like and what well, are the animals then like too that you know have been modified and then survived that modification and now are appropriating for yeah. in a way that makes sense for earth for mars true like this is you know so just to challenge this short story that we just <laughs> read like what if that that pigeon is so you know we're gonna die and like what if they don't mm-hmm. <laughs> just change what life if, finds yeah. a way <laughs> right like they become like other kind of pigeons mm-hmm. yeah um, and that's totally plausible like yeah. you just need yeah. one mutation one gene to meet another gene yeah it's amazing like i do my family history it's amazing what you will survive when you don't think even when you don't think you can't it's amazing mm-hmm. i'm here it is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it is like all of that. It's amazing that you know there's still yeah, it. especially when it was like you mm-hmm. weren't supposed to, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Like mm-hmm. when you were brought and to. you weren't supposed to, you weren't supposed to like what Audrey Lord says, like we weren't supposed to survive the night. No, and then you did, and then you did and several generations did, and yeah. then I have another side who dreamed of coming here for something better and different and they didn't quite do it but there's still hope you Mm. know there's still hope and there's still change and it's amazing looking I think everyone likes to hop on the good foot and be like I'm mixed I'm one fourth this I'm one fourth that you know you know but then you read that in your genome and you hear stories and you you're like you too took this chance in a time where this is not supposed to happen it's amazing. That's how I got here. You legitimately took a chance. You said, this person is a different color than me. I do not care. Society be damned. We're going to get together and try to survive. And like that happens, right? Right. How, how do you do that with the surrounding? What we know from history is not a good place. It's hard yeah. now, yeah. you know, but people did it. And, it, yeah. you know, I don't know how we survived a pandemic for the last two years. Oh, my God. Never supposed to happen. So, it, you know, to go back to the story, there is a lot of acceptance and processing and and hope mm. that, you know, you, you'll find a way. Even when you when you don't, like you just said, when you don't think you survived the night, you will. <laughs> yeah and yeah. you get to the morning and then you have to survive that day and then you have to survive that night and it'll yeah be- and then it, and then it's a year later and you're mm-hmm. who are you then all right so we've come different. up on time yeah you're different. <laughs> you're different you're a different pigeon that's for sure yeah um 
we've come up on the end here. Mm -hmm. And I want you to talk about your work. Uh, let people know where they can find you and what it is that you do. Yeah, I am a digital content creator. I also write screenplays. I'm hoping to get a little supernatural drama made, but mostly you can find me on YouTube and Instagram under Mistress of the Imaginarium, where I'm just allowing things to be fun. You talk about transformation, I try to be all serious and it came better when I have fun. So it, think of it as video essays and movie reviews for every 80s baby and 90s kid. And come over and we'll talk about Xena and Highlander and all those really cool things. <laughs> yes. Yes to Xena. Yes to Highlander. Mm -hmm. That's like an entirely different podcast where we just... Yeah, I had, you, I had you on and we talked about vampires. We talked sires. about vampires. And it was, <laughs> yeah, we went into like real like, these are my thoughts on vampire sires. Yes. <laughs> like, these are these are what I think the mechanics are. Yeah. <laughs> and like the Who science. I would like my sire to yeah, be. Yeah, like the <laughs> science behind it. Like we really went in. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if anybody needed any of that. <laughs> and whoever does but, but that's whoever why does listen to that um and if you yeah speaking and like that the rules of that change like interview with a vampire is out now i've seen only the first episode because uh shutter had had like mm -hmm. you can watch the first episode and then you can pay amc for the rest and i was like ah, nah. i don't know about that but like i'm gonna watch this mm -hmm. um i'm already paying you shutter so mm -hmm. that and it was very good it was very uh i heard it's good from it's very it is very good mm -hmm. um they do that classic like we drink each other's blood mm -hmm. but there is no and then you're buried and you die and like they didn't do all that no like uh, well in the books it's a process it's kind of like yeah really weird like you got like you there's even part you have to go to the bathroom it's like is this worth it but like yeah 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 so but I <laughs> so say... i kind of like that quick you like let's make it's basically a, a weird makeout sesh like let's do yeah that. yeah <laughs> and and it and that ties into our our whole conversation only because it's like because this guy is also becoming something <laughs> yes he is the transformation and there's the transformation, no going back and there is no going back yeah and his is going to be over the span of many years so this is gonna be a long mm -hmm. siring process <laughs> yeah. yeah um but yes okay so they can find you mistress of the imaginarium mm -hmm. and instagram and youtube and uh yeah because yeah, i literally it's both under those things yeah so that's where you can find our fabulous guest thank you so much yeah tyra with an i yeah. tyra <laughs> with an i everyone tyra with an i <laughs> <laughs>Tuning in to our Flash Fiction Friday. Support Spooky Black Chicks with a tax-deductible contribution through the link in the bio or by leaving a rate and review. Tune in at the end of the month for our final Friday where we speak with featured author Tayo Fuji. Till next time.